2: Hour number three, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS filling in for George Brockler today as well as tomorrow from 6 to 10. It's going to be a warm handful of days before we start cooling off. Pretty mind-blowing. It is October 19th. It's sunny today and 79 is the high. Tomorrow, 82 and sunny. Then we start getting a little cloudier as it drops to 75, and then by Tuesday we are into the 60s, and it should start to cool off from there, wild weather that we are having. Uh, We will be joined here in a bit by State Representative Ron Weinberg, who himself is Jewish and has family in Israel. We will get his perspective on what is happening, and Look, I mean, we talked a little bit about it with Rabbi Jonathan Hausman in the last hour, and, uh, I mean, <laughs> he powerfully and succinctly described Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as an idiot with what she's been saying, but also just in general. And, you know, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it, right? Isn't that what they say? But some of the things that the squad has been saying and doing— are just utterly astonishing. Here is an example. We played this clip in the last hour of AOC being pressed on her calls for a ceasefire, which we know what a ceasefire would really mean. Hamas gets to attack Israel. Israel doesn't respond.
3: Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well, and what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means, but and if I think, I may, it,
4: Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack, mm-hmm. and Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that?
3: I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense, if the blockade on water, food, electricity, if the dropping of white phosphorus, uh, which is an indiscriminate weapon, qualifies. So I do believe that there's a discussion to be had here. I don't believe that an either or approach is what is necessary, but we should identify what our goal is. Which is the cooling of tensions? <laughs> just
2: an unrelated Israel pro tip: If you're doing an interview and being interviewed, don't say
3: "mm-hmm,"
2: "mm-hmm." Just I, you can give acknowledgement, but that kind of verbal acknowledgement in that way, it's just uh, I think it, it shows insincerity actually, and it also can be a little bit distracting, and it just. Bugs me. I don't think it's a good idea. But that aside, what she said, the substance of what AOC said was just nonsense and off base. And when they say, when she says, oh, well, a ceasefire isn't one sided, well, yeah, tell that to Hamas. Uh, You really expect that they're going to abide by this and be all good with it? Oh, sure, maybe for a brief time they'll be like, okay, we'll stop to give that impression, and then, boom, it's going to begin again. Remember, they're the ones who launched an unprovoked, brutal, barbarous attack. Slaughtering, abducting, and raping, included, among the crimes, some 1,600 Israelis. And others. Americans have been killed. Americans have been kidnapped. Canadians and other countries have had their citizens kidnapped or killed. People at a music festival and the list goes on. Well, And then, what about Israel's options in their anti-Hamas efforts? If she wants to essentially tie the hands of the israelis take a listen
4: for israel to deal with hamas which uh, is a force that is actually detrimental to palestinians absolutely how else are they supposed to address a violent militant mm-hmm. some say terrorist group mm-hmm. uh, other than to go in there right and, and take them on directly
3: well you know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what a poten- what the implications of a potential ground invasion would be. This is an inherently complex situation. I do believe that Hamas needs to be dealt with, how, but, but
4: how I think is what I'm trying to I
3: understand. And I think what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and and indiscriminate attack. Is, is one approach, but we are seeing the, the issues and the complications with that approach now. I'm just... Can we target them in terms of intelligence? Is there precision? Are, what are the options available are, an entire, are, are entirely up to the administration and for, for Israel to um, to examine?
2: Uh, notice the non-answer. She had no actual answer for what Israel could do or should do there. She wants them to operate differently, but when asked how they can function in her mind, she has no answer and no response. And yet, lobs the criticisms anyway. Now, this is the same congresswoman who also has previously voted against, well, I guess she voted present. She didn't want to take a position on funding from the U.S. for the Iron Dome. Israel's missile defense system that has been working very well overall in helping to provide security for the Jewish state. And CNN also pressed her
4: on that issue. Do you believe now that that funding is essential would you vote for
3: yes. it today? And and to be clear at that time I had voted present on the Iron Dome funding because what we had because of what we had seen previously that year in terms of Netanyahu's decisions which also resulted in the bombing of several um, buildings that contain media agencies, civilian targets. However, I do think that in this present moment, when we discuss support for Israeli defense systems, that is absolutely legitimate. I think it, it is absolutely something that, whose support we can, we so, can, we. It, so you, you would vote yes today
4: support. if it came, if it came to the United States Congress, additional funding for the Iron Dome.
3: I think if it was explicitly around that, I have concerns about white phosphorus. I have concerns about um, about the respect for humanitarian, about human rights.
2: She would not say yes. She equivocated. She gave all that room. Oh, no, there are these other things that I am concerned about. When in the beginning, it sounded like she was leaning in that direction. Oh, yeah, I'd support. But then when asked, nope, nope, not so fast. There are these other boxes that need to be checked. Now, keep in mind, she is part of the squad that includes Rashida Talib, who is herself flagrantly anti-Semitic. Same thing goes to Ilhan Omar, also part of the squad. And Talib was out there right away saying, oh, the Israelis bombed the hospital. And quickly intelligence started coming in. And folks online were breaking this down and from, from some... Uh, entities and looking at the footage, looking at that was available, looking at uh drone imagery, looking at the location information right down down to the latitude and longitude and so on and so forth. We're breaking these things down, showing what US intelligence now confirms, which is that Israel was not responsible for the blast at the hospital and believes that it was Islamic jihad that launched a rocket, in a series of rockets, one of which misfired and hit the hospital. And, look, this is also supported by a purported conversation that they had wiretapped as well. There, There's so much evidence there, and yet, Tlaib has refused to change her tune and continues to insist that Israel was responsible, despite the evidence and the facts that clearly show otherwise. It is astonishing, though, but it is not surprising because they simply and totally and utterly want to blame Israelis, to blame Jews, and that's what they're doing, and they will not let up from that particular agenda. And it is just astonishing to see this coming out of the U.S. Congress. Now, what's interesting as well is they're also talking about, oh, we need to accept all these Palestinian refugees into the U.S. The United States should welcome those refugees from Palestine. And AOC says, oh, there's something to be said for the peace of, well, what about the Arab neighbors of the Palestinians? Why aren't they taking them? Well, there's something to be said for that, but we have a long-standing tradition of welcoming refugees, never mind the possible security threats that could be incumbent or present there. But to the question of why not the other Arab countries when it comes to refugees, well, this was interesting. King Abdullah of jordan was speaking at a press conference after meeting with the chancellor of germany and here's what he said about accepting palestinian refugees in jordan as well as egypt on the issues of refugees
1: coming to jordan and i think i can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, jordan as a nation but of uh, our friends in egypt that is a red line Uh, Because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. This is a situation of humanitarian dimension that has to be dealt inside of Gaza and, uh, and, and the West Bank and not to try and push the Palestinian challenge and their future onto other people's shoulders.
2: What is he saying there? The king of Jordan is saying that's Gaza's problem. We shouldn't be bearing the burden in putting the issues of the Palestinians on our shoulders. Even though we are their neighbors and historically have sort of been aligned with the Palestinian cause, as it were. They also says that this is an attempt to, quote, try to create de facto issues on the ground. What does he mean by that? It's very curious language, but what is abundantly clear there is that Jordan and Egypt are refusing to welcome refugees themselves and to provide that kind of support. So why is it incumbent upon the United States? Why is Israel responsible for the Palestinian plight amidst Hamas's brutal attack? Not that they shouldn't be caring for the humanitarian issues. Absolutely, and they are. This is why Israel gives 24 hours notice saying there are going to be attacks, and this is something they always do. Hey, here's advanced notice. Guess what, folks? That is 24 hours more advanced notice than Israel got from Hamas on October 7th. But why aren't these Arab states being pushed, or how about Iran, which is financing and backing and helping to spearhead what the jihadists are doing? How come Turkey and Qatar, Qatar, that those two countries, how come they aren't involved in saying, okay, we want to get refugees and welcome them here into our country? Because we're supporting their cause. Why not? Well, because the issues are too much and too difficult and too precarious and too complicated and too risky for them to do it. That that should say a lot about the dynamics here. And yet the U.S. and Israel are the ones being put on the spot for accepting refugees, for addressing different issues related to the plight of the Palestinian people. Uh, it's, it's quite astonishing, the perspectives and takes that we are getting these days. One listener text coming in via the 710 KNUS app. So why are they calling for ceasefire in Gaza but supporting the war in Ukraine? Wouldn't you think they'd want a ceasefire in both countries? It's interesting that you are pointing this out uh, for at least those who don't want a ceasefire in both. There are some who would like it in both. Um, But I I think that it goes to the animosity towards Israel and towards Jews that we were talking about with Rabbi Hausman. And that's undergirding their calls for a ceasefire in that situation versus Ukraine. I, I don't think that it is time for a ceasefire in either country. I mean Ukraine needs to continue to fight to maintain its independence and to take back its country. As for Israel, well they need to defend themselves and eradicate Hamas. This is this is much grander in scope than anything that they have dealt with in 50 years. And now it's a point of no return. So I don't think a ceasefire is the right play in either situation, but I think it comes down to the inherent anti-Semitic attitudes of the left for those who would say, no ceasefire in Ukraine and Russia, let's keep supporting Ukraine, but we want a ceasefire in Israel, Gaza. Interesting question. Thanks for texting that in via the 710 KNUS app. But please, name in town, name in town if you wish to. Text in 303-696-1971, our telephone number. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we will be joined by State Representative Ron Weinberg, who's got family in Israel, is Jewish himself. He'll offer some perspective as we continue. 710 KNUS, Jimmy Sangenberger in for George Brockler. Coming back, Jimmy Sangenberger in for George Brockler, News Talk 710 KNUS 303-696-1971, our telephone number. Breaking news we will get to in a bit. Former Trump lawyer Sidney Powell has just pled guilty, has pled guilty in the Georgia election subversion case it is a plea deal and we will get details on this coming up in a little bit but it is a significant development in this story but sticking with the subject of the last couple of hours israel and hamas's brutal attack against our ally and through their terrorism brutality that we have not seen against Jews writ large since the Holocaust. And here at home, meanwhile, anti-Semitism seems to be growing, as we were talking about with Rabbi Jonathan Hausman out of Stoughton, Massachusetts, in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's talk about what's happening in Israel, and more, with a state representative here in Colorado who knows it quite well, has family in Israel. One of his parents is Israeli. Representative Ron Weinberg joins us here on the program. Good morning, sir, and welcome.
1: Good morning, Jimmy.
2: Thank you for taking the time. I I really appreciate it. Um, let me just ask you sort of a top line. We are now nearly two weeks into this war, unprovoked, ter- against the terrorists of Hamas um, that Israel is waging. Where are you at mentally? What are your thoughts? What are your perspectives, big picture?
1: You, you know, the big picture, the worry is uh, this turning into a larger escalation in the Middle East involving all of the surrounding countries in Israel and of of course uh, the United States of America and its military. So my space right now is hopefully this is contained within you know Gaza, Hezbollah and Israel. Israel gets its hostages back, Um, it cripples the the terrorist threat in the region for that area and then we, we move on.
2: In terms of America's support for Israel at this moment, I mean, unfortunately, the House of Representatives is bogged down in internal Republican issues of trying to find a speaker which is holding back the ability to provide financial support and other aid in a new package for Israel. But that aside, once it is settled and they are able to move ahead with it, why is it, in your view, so critical that the United States provide full-throated support for our Israeli allies?
1: You know, it's a great question, and it's it's a very simple answer, to be quite frank. It's once the Jews are gone, who do you think is next? Uh, Israel and and the the Christian community are tight. Uh, They are literally hand-in-hand, built together. Uh, The Western civilization core that we all enjoy is is both Christian and Jew. So the Judeo-Christian fundamentals are are literally hand-in-hand, and we need to be there for each other, and we have for years.
2: Uh, talk to me about the state on the ground in Israel with from the perspective of your family, what they're noticing, what their takeaways are. Um, how, how is the situation there from your perspective?
1: It's fearful. Uh, they, you know, we spoke. I spoke yesterday, and all it is is it's bombs overhead, it's sirens, and then they need to make the decision whether to run quickly into a shelter and then this is the constant normal right now. There's no working. There's no going to the grocery store. There's no going outside. And and it's, it's complete terrorism. Uh, bombs overhead and rushing into a shelter to make sure you're not going to get hit.
2: And so in this regard, what we're seeing in terms of Hamas's brutal attacks, I mean, I've, I've never seen or heard anything like this. And here is what Bibi Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, said yesterday when he was standing side by side, Germany's chancellor.
3: This is the savagery of that we only remember uh, from the Nazi crimes at the Holocaust. Hamas uh, are the new Nazis. Hamas is ISIS, in some instances worse than ISIS. And just as the world united... To defeat the Nazis, just as the world united to defeat ISIS, the world has to stand united behind Israel to defeat Hamas.
2: Your reaction, Representative Ron Weinberg.
1: Yes, that's that's 100 percent correct. This is a world problem. This is not within the state of Israel and it's only isolated to Israel. Again, it comes back to if if Israel is not there, Hamas doesn't go away. It doesn't just disappear. It goes off to the next target. It it goes off to the next women and children and babies. It doesn't stop in Israel, and everyone needs to get that into their head, and that's why it's a world-global problem that everybody needs to address. This is not going away once Israel is eradicated. Uh,
2: Now, a couple of days ago, we saw the news abuzz about a blast that happened at a hospital in Gaza A Palestinian hospital, uh, reportedly several hundred, more than 500 killed, according to the Palestinian government, and initial... Reports from the media and from politicians out of D.C. like Rashida Tlaib were that this was an Israeli strike against innocents. And yet now U.S. intelligence has confirmed what Israeli intelligence has been saying and what the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, had been saying – And what Bibi Netanyahu had been saying, which is this was not Israel. And the U.S. believes, as the Israelis, that it was Islamic Jihad, which is a proxy for Iran and which is affiliated with, friendly with, and works closely with Hamas, when they launched a series of rockets to Israel and one misfired. And yet it spread like wildfire. We still have the likes of Congresswoman Tlaib perpetuating this falsity that Israel was responsible for this attack and that it was an attack and that it was a war crime. Uh, well, what do you make of that, especially in this heat of the moment and this spread and how it inflames things, especially when the media and American politicians are perpetuating this?
1: You know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and any representative that would propagate these falsities. It, they're fools, in, 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 to speak quite plainly. This was not an attack. And, and come on, let's, let's be real about this for a second. Hamas has lied to us on everything. So now we're going to believe their medical? Uh, really? This is, this is a joke. This is an unorganized military that has no idea what they're doing with rockets. And look what happens. They end up blowing up their own stuff.
2: And killing their own people. We're talking with Colorado State Representative Ron Weinberg, who is originally from South Africa. And as we were talking about before bringing you on, you uh, grew up during apartheid in South Africa. And uh, we keep hearing this claim. In fact, it is put out a couple of days ago by... Allison Coombs, who is a member of the Aurora City Council, now running for city council at large. She's one of the latest in Colorado to perpetuate this idea that there were Israeli war crimes and apartheid. Uh, Talk to me, especially having family in Israel. I'm guessing you've been to Israel yourself and having grown up in South Africa. Do you agree with the assessment that Israel is an apartheid state? Why or why not?
1: You know, absolutely not. I, I grew up in, Isra- uh, in South Africa. I lived in Israel for a short period. I visited multiple times. I grew up during apartheid. Um, the comparison to apartheid is absolute ignorance of what apartheid even was, for Pete's sake. I mean, there's no separation of Jews and Palestinians in the state of Israel. Pete, out of 9 million, 2 million people are not Jewish in the, in the state of Israel, and they're living together just fine. How come? So the the fact that anyone could even bring it to, to such ignorant comments of it being apartheid, uh, that is where signs are alienating people from spaces, and, and that's not happening.
2: Uh, One thing that we are also seeing, and I I appreciate the clarification there, has been the rise in anti-Semitic comments here at home. I know that you had spoken out and condemned comments of a colleague of yours now uh, in the State House, Representative Tim Hernandez. Here's a taste of an exchange that he had a couple of weeks ago at a... Uh, Pro Hamas rally or protest Condemned at the state the capital.
1: In the by terrorists? I, uh,
3: I condemn any form of colonial violence yes that that? perpetuated upon any group of people because I believe. Do you in consider. out an anti- you, do you consider up to me so you can get some Twitter
1: clout or what? I asked if liberating Palestine involves murdering women and children in the streets. I said, yes I, or no? I, I told you I believe in the liberation of Palestine, but I've already answered that question. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for. Congratulations. And what protest- protesting Congratulations. For. And and the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about
2: And then on Friday, he finally put out a tepid apology video. I condemn Hamas
1: and their attack on innocent civilians that was targeted towards Israelis, but has resulted in the in the deaths and murder of, of Israeli folks, Palestinian folks, Arabs, Americans, and, and so many others. People who are harmed and suffering deserve our respect, and, and I have to apologize for the way that I caused harm in community by not making that explicitly clear. I got here because of my choices, my online decisions and and because I wasn't engaged with impacted community members. I liked tweets that were harmful and my lack of condemnation when I was asked a question at a rally during a tense exchange left people with a lot of painful questions.
2: And in. then he went ahead to equivocate as well uh, and, and do that both sideism between Israel and Hamas, in essence, which is uh, something that we are seeing more and more on the left, and it is quite staggering. By the way, this is the same state rep who previously called for a forceful cultural revolution, calling to mind Mao Zedong's cultural revolution. And also, of course, on Nine News... He refused to disavow violence. I'm wondering, Representative Weinberg, where are you are at right now on your colleague, Tim Hernandez, as well as the other sentiments that we are seeing from some other Democrats in the legislature at this point, vis-a-vis what's happening with Israel, Israel and Gaza.
1: You know, this is an exact example of why the people of Colorado should pay attention to who their politicians are. The Democratic Party is going down the path of terrible terrible socialist marxist marxism and it's never worked in any country in the history of the world so this is the best time at this point to pay attention to who's getting into office and who's representing the people in colorado because i i'm willing to bet it is not who they think they are
2: well and not only that what we are seeing in example uh Representative Hernandez or Representative Lorena Garcia, who also has been she's been perpetuating the idea of apartheid and uh, in Israel and of war crimes by Israel. Uh, She was also appointed. Both of them were are examples of. Appointed by a band of Democrats and not elected by Democrats, and you can see when the Democratic Party has the opportunity to appoint folks in some of these districts, this is the kind of person that they bring about.
1: Yeah, the, the appointment process definitely needs to be looked at. Um, at at its height and with an effective caucus with engaged citizenry. It works. At this point in time, we're seeing a lack of involvement from people they are sick and tired of politics. Mm. And and this is the result. The result is we get people in office that are not of the representation of the people of Colorado.
2: State Representative Ron Weinberg, uh, just about out of time here. I want to ask you, so you're a state representative. You're not in Congress. Of course, the federal folks are who address direct aid to Israel and so forth. So as somebody who's here in Colorado, who's a state rep, uh, you're not even in session. That won't happen until January. What can you and others who are listening do right now with regard to what is happening with Israel and Hamas? What would be your call to action?
1: My call to action would would be take a look at what happened two weeks ago on that Saturday. Get the information and find out what actually happened, which is the barbarism and savagery. You can't even compare these people to animals. They went in targeting kids. They went in targeting elderly ladies. This, they, people were gunned down at bus stations and in the street. They had no idea what was going on. This was not an attack on a on a fort. This is not an attack on a military establishment. This was literally a targeted attack on citizenry. Get yourselves informed as to who these people are. Put your backing behind what the right way is. Mm-hmm. What is the truth? Seek out the truth and justice will
2: be served. Educate your neighbors, in essence, is what I'm hearing from you. State Representative Ron Weinberg, really appreciate you taking some time this morning and our best and support, of course, to Israel and to the Jewish people.
1: Thank you, Jimmy.
2: Thank you. Once again, State Representative Ron Weinberg, kind enough to join us on this Thursday morning. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. And you can text in on the 710 KNUS app on the smartphone. Name in town, name in town if you wish to text in. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger filling in for George Brockler. We've got lots more coming up as we continue on Denver's Local Talk Leader News Talk 710 KNUS. Don't lose that number, folks. It's 303-696-1971 to join in the conversation here on 710 KNUS. Jimmy Sangenberger filling in for George Brockler today and tomorrow from 6 until 10. uh, And in the 7 o'clock hour, we will be joined by retired Brigadier General Doug Slocum who is a former tactical wing commander, he's a 35-year Air Force veteran, will offer some tremendous insights on the military side of what's happening overseas in Gaza with the war between Israel and the terrorist organization of Hamas. Uh, just a few final thoughts on this topic. We will shift gears unless you want to bring us back into the discussion on Israel, of course, as we are wide open in the fourth and final hour, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one, And we will get into a couple of stories. Breaking news. Trump attorney Sidney Powell has entered a plea deal and entered a plea of guilty in the Georgia election case. We will... Talk about that and what's happening there coming up, as well as the House leadership debacle among Republicans right now. This is crazy. We'll get to it coming up here in the next hour. Meantime, Joe Biden will be addressing the nation at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. I know uh, Stephen Tubbs will be carrying the address live on his show and I hope it's powerful. He's going to be talking about both Israel and Ukraine, at least powerful in his language. His delivery is never that way. Um, but I think this is a moment where Biden has to be showing and displaying fortitude and explain to the American people why we need to support Israel, why we need to support Ukraine. Because I agree with him wholeheartedly on both of those issues. Israel needs to be stood by. The American people, the, the, the United States, needs to stand by Israel, needs to support Israel fully and unequivocally, and the same goes for Ukraine. I have said this on the Ukrainian issue many times, that throughout the entirety of the Cold War, Sweden and Finland were neutral. The entirety of the Cold War. But now in the year 2023, they are joining or have joined NATO because they recognize the growing threat of Russia's ambitions under Putin, who fancies himself a 21st century Peter the Great. That is not my wording. That is his own wording that he wants to be the next Peter the Great. So, of course, if they're startled enough to join NATO, that should tell us all we need to know about the essential nature of what's happening with Ukraine defending itself against Russia's unprovoked aggression, an attempt to retake Ukraine. So hopefully Biden expresses with fortitude, and clarity why it is important and not just important but essential for the United States to support Israel and to support Ukraine. And it's especially important when we have the likes of AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez expressing, "Ah, you know what, Ah, I'm not so sure the kind of support that we need, for example, on Iron Dome. Do you believe now that that funding
4: is essential. Would you vote for it
3: today? And and to be clear, at that time, I had voted present on the Iron Dome funding because because of what we had seen previously that year in terms of Netanyahu's decisions, which also resulted in the bombing of several um, buildings that contained media agencies, civilian targets. However, I do think that in this present moment, when we discuss support for Israeli defense systems, that is absolutely legitimate. I think it, it is absolutely something that, whose support we can, we so, can, we... It, so you would vote yes support. today if
4: it, came, if it came to the United States Congress, additional funding for the Iron Dome?
3: I think if it was explicitly around that. I have concerns about white phosphorus. I have concerns about, um, about the respect for humanitarian, at, about human rights.
2: That kind of equivocation from a member of Congress is the exact sort of thing that Biden needs to reject. I would like to see him reject it categorically, but at the very least, show the exact opposite and with clarity and with strength again. I I have to go back to what we were discussing in the earlier hour, the 7 o'clock hour with Rabbi Jonathan Hausman, when he talked not just about the need to support Israel, but about some of the broader implications. So did Representative Ron Weinberg when he said, Hamas gets through with Israel, they're not going to stop at the Jews. And that is very true. But in general, what we are seeing in this country is oftentimes this rhetoric that is under the guise of anti-Israeli policy that is fundamentally anti-Semitic or outright Jew hatred. And we are seeing it On college campuses, we are thankfully seeing pushback from influential mega donors to college campuses that are saying, wait a second, I'm not putting my money behind this drivel, but we are seeing, I mean, the the video of people in our own country and in London and other parts of the world taking down signs that are posted showing abducted innocence, and they're taking down these signs, oh, well, what about the Palestinians and what about Hamas? It is just vile. We're seeing it more and more, and it needs to be categorically rejected. Jimmy Sangenberger in for George Brockler, 710 KNUS.